Hey there, this is Katie Brinkley, and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. This podcast is all about helping Colorado-based small business owners, entrepreneurs, and professionals discover the strategies and systems that take their marketing to all new heights. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back, everyone. My guest today is Jessica Fiakovich. Jessica became a first-time entrepreneur at the age of 25 and has since been able to successfully establish, develop, and sell multiple small businesses in a number of different industries. In the last eight years as a co-owner and president of Transworld Business Advisors, Rocky Mountain, Jessica has been able to build her business brokerage firm from a two-person team to one of the top firms in the country. Jessica is also the founder of Exit Strategy, which teaches business owners how to buy and sell businesses for the most profit in the least amount of time. As an entrepreneur, Jessica is passionate about small businesses driving our economy. She is an active member of Entrepreneurs Organization, serving as president of the Colorado chapter this coming year. Jessica is originally a Jersey girl that now lives in Colorado with her husband and two dogs, Moose and Sailor. When she's not working, you can find her either enjoying the outdoors or attending a Bruce Springsteen concert. Jessica, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so I grew up in a small town in southern New Jersey. Um, So unlike what everybody thinks New Jersey's like, I actually grew up on a farm. Um, Grew up with horses, cats, dogs. My mom used to nurse deer back to health, like whatever kind of wandered into our yard. Awesome. Yeah. So I, I grew up in a, a very small town. Um, not many people are familiar with it, but it's in the Cherry Hill area. Like if you put a dot between Philadelphia and Atlantic City, kind of like in the middle there. Um, yeah. And I was very active in sports. I, I rode horses. I played field hockey, um, you know, all that good stuff. That's awesome. How did, uh, how did your career bring you out here to Colorado? How did that affect your eventual professional journey out here? Yeah. So actually like you, I worked in sports, um, coming out of college. Um, so I, I worked for the Philadelphia Eagles and then the Philadelphia Flyers. And during my time there, I reconnected with my now husband. We went to high school together and we weren't Sorry, friends. My, sorry, my, my, my yeah. husband and I both went to the same high school and reconnected after college also. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a, co- it was a couple of years after college and we got introduced via email. And, um, um, so he was working in Aspen at the time and he's like, okay, so I could quit and move back to Philadelphia or you could quit and move to Aspen. I'm like, I'm coming to Aspen. Like who doesn't want to do that? Yeah. So, um, so I was fortunate enough to get a job, um, in commercial real estate development in Aspen. Um, and that's kind of what originally what brought me out to Colorado, but have I left briefly, uh, went to Florida for a couple of years, but came back, but you know, have felt, fallen in love with Colorado and never leaving again. <laughs> Now, uh, tell us a little bit about your education uh, to get into commercial real estate at the beginning. Yeah. So, um, you know, I went to school for um, international business and PR, um, which I kind of use, but not really. Um, So my background's really in marketing and I got into commercial real estate on the marketing side. Um, And we were were a big developer at the time. Um, And, you know, from that, I learned a little bit more about the transactional side too. Um, And after that job kind of ended, so that was, uh, it was with a developer, like I said, up in Snowmass and uh, we were financed by Lehman Brothers. So in 2009, you know, we all got laid off like at almost everybody else. Um, so I, I used that experience in marketing to actually open a wine store um, to start with. And that was that was my first business on my own. Um, and, and I really loved it. But I, I honestly, in like two years, I decided that I wanted to get out. So I used my uh, real estate background to learn how to sell businesses too. So that's kind of like the parlay of like, all right, how do we go from this marketing background into selling businesses for a living? 
Now, uh, why wine? <laughs> so it's a funny story. Um, and I, I can t- talk about this because our friends are totally know the story. But so we were living in Aspen and, um, you know, two of our most like fun friends and we thought most successful business owners owned a little wine store in downtown Aspen. And we're like, this is, seems like the perfect job to do. Like who wouldn't want to sell wine all day? Um, and that's about as much thought as we put into the business plan. <laughs> So, um, you know, so we kind of stole a few of their ideas and they helped us and, and we opened basically a duplicate version of their wine store in Naples, Florida. Um, and I learned along the way, it wasn't as easy as it looked, obviously. Um, but we did have fun with it and I learned a lot about wine too. Take us through your career journey, um, after the wine store and, you know, from where you started out and the different professional stops along the way that, that led to where you are today. Yeah. So, so like I said, we were in Naples, Florida and operating the wine store uh, about two and a half years into it. I was skiing in Aspen back with uh, our family and I was like, you know what? I just want to get out of this. So, um, we went to try and sell the company and nobody would really help us do it. So, um, we went to, and we talked to a bunch of different people and they're like, Oh, well you're too small. And you know, we were a small company, but we we're doing about two and a half, three million in revenue annually at the time. So not super small, right? No. Yeah. I mean, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah. So we ended up having to figure it out. And when I say we, me and my husband, um, had to figure it out ourselves of how to sell the company. Um, so we sold our, our wine store and then, um, we took six months off and did this long road trip or trying to figure out what we were going to do next. Um, and we knew we were going to land in Denver. So randomly in Denver, there was a business brokerage firm for sale. And I said, well, I think, I think that could be interesting. I think that could be our next business since we just sold our company. We helped my in-laws sell one of their companies. And um, so we ended up buying the firm in Denver and started that in 2013. And like you said, just the two of us. So me and my husband um, sharing a small office in our apartment, you know, building the company from scratch and, and really started focusing and helping small business owners like ourselves. So our first few deals were in restaurants and liquor stores and things we're familiar with. If someone is listening right now, who is an aspiring or or new business owner, what's the single biggest piece of advice that you would want to give him or her as the journey starts? So I always say that, um, the the first year you start a business, it's going to be the hardest year you'll ever have. Um, and then the second year is going to be the second hardest year you'll ever have. It's totally worth it in the end, but a lot of the stories that you hear about now of overnight and online millionaires and things like that. It's just, it's just not true. Like it's just luck, right? So my biggest piece of advice is you're going to have to work harder than you even think hard work is, um, in those first couple of years. And if you lay a good foundation of hard work, um, you really will reap the rewards in years three, four, and five. If you could go back and do anything differently in your journey to where you are now, what would you change if anything? (sighs) Um, like on a serious note, I don't think anything like, I, I mean, there's obviously, you know, missteps and things you'd want to do differently, but I, I have become a strong believer in that everything builds to where you are now and you wouldn't be where you are now without that journey and some of those missteps on a non-serious note. I always say I would have gone to more Bruce Springsteen concerts, specifically (laughs) these ones in October in 2009, I missed um, when he was closing the spectrum in Philadelphia, but. That's on the non-serious <laughs> note. <laughs> well, I mean, you get to deal with a lot of people that are looking to sell their businesses. Do you think that um, you could give like any advice for, or what, what do you think the biggest mistake that a lot of these businesses owners make when they're, um, that they kind of decide to sell as, a, as opposed to trying to grow and sustain the business? 
Yeah. I think the biggest mistake, and it's even when the start starting out is not paying enough attention to the financials of the business. So oftentimes as entrepreneurs and I, myself too, we get caught up in the sales and the marketing and strategy. And we're like, Oh, our bookkeeper or CPA, will just take care of the financials. Um, but financials really play the biggest part in selling your company. And it's not just selling your company, but it's, it's understanding how to grow your business. If you have a good, strong understanding of your financials, you can grow much more profitably. If you need to get a loan, like your financials have to be in order. So, so really paying attention to those and understanding very early on how the PL interacts with the balance sheet, interacts with your cash flow and your bank statements. And I know it's not super sexy. It's not the funnest part of the business, but it really is hugely impactful, especially when you go to sell, um, clean financials, make or break deals every day. What does your model look like for finding and engaging, um, and selling to ideal clients and customers these days? Yeah. So these days, um, you know, we're actually focused in, um, the baby boomer market. So about half of all small businesses are owned by the baby boomer generation. So that's, I mean, that's our target demographic right now. And um, we reach them in a number of different ways, but you know that generation, and I think even in small business in Colorado, especially, we're we're a face to face community, right? We build relationships. So no matter what we're doing, the whole point is trying to build a relationship with our customers. So whether it's you know a podcast that we're doing or a webinar or a networking meeting, the point is to try to engage somebody into a relationship and then deliver them value, have conversations like we just did. Like how can I prepare my company for sale? How can I get more money? You know, give value, show that we're in the relationship too, so that eventually we will be the broker selected to do business with them. Now for our listeners that are listening to the podcast right now, we're right in the middle of the coronavirus, uh, you know, work from home. Everyone's under lockdown right now. How, I know that you mentioned that you have the podcast and you're doing webinars. Uh, have you found that you're increasing your you know, virtual and uh, like Zoom meetings for, for a lot of your sales? Yeah, we, I mean, we, everything's on Zoom. It's almost Zoomed out, right? So, um, but yeah, we've moved all our internal meetings um, to Zoom. Fortunately, we, so we have uh, five offices up and down the front range and we work virtually a lot as a team. Um, so that's been really easy, the internal side. Um, on the sales side, it's like I said, especially our target demographic, there are a lot of face-to-face -face people. Um, so it has been challenging for us to do sales virtually. Um, we've still been doing a lot of conference calls, which we've always done a few more zoom meetings. Um, we've done even like a few showings of businesses through FaceTime and things like that It's definitely a pivot for us. And it's been, um, an eye opener of how we could use our time more efficiently, but it's also solidified how important that face-to-face -face interaction is with our clients too. What type of marketing have you found works best for your business? So we, I mean, we do a number of different things, but like I said, again, face-to-face Older demographic, we're trying to really reach um, reach them on a, a relationship level. So referrals and networking is by far our number one. Um, so we almost treat our referral client uh, referral partners like clients, right? So we're catering to them on a regular basis. We're making sure we're providing value to them as well. So we're continuing to get referrals out of that relationship and then obviously delivering results there. Um, we do some social media uh, marketing too, specifically through LinkedIn, since we're trying to meet reach business owners. We spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. Um, and then we, we have, like I mentioned, we've pivoted into podcasts and webinars. Um, actually, our demographic really responds well to podcasts, online videos. Um, they use that as a resource and education pretty heavily. 
what do you like best about living here in Colorado? And I mean, you, you left for a little bit and, you know, you said you came back and you'd never do that again. <laughs> mistake in leaving. What's the appeal to having your business and life here? I, I love the community, right? So like I originally came from for the skiing, for the sunshine, like all the stuff that you hear about, like why you should live in Colorado. But what I've grow, grown to love about our state is that we're such a tight knit community and we're such an entrepreneurial community. And the two of those combined is super powerful, um, especially as a small business owner to know that you have a group of colleagues and peers that are going to support you. And, you know, like, you mentioned in my bio, I'm, I'm a member of Entrepreneurs Organization, which has been a huge um, asset for me. But yeah, can, I would say, can you talk a little bit about that organization for us? Yeah, yeah. So Entrepreneurs Organization is a peer group of uh, business owners that own businesses that do more than a million per year. We also have an accelerator group for businesses between 250000 and a million. Um, but we get together once a month in what we call forums. Um, so there's seven to nine people. It's kind of like a super deep, intimate mastermind. Um, so we talk about the highest of highs and lowest of lows, things you can't share with your employees, um, your parents, sometimes even your spouse, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then we also have learning events and um, personal development, things like that. But what I love about Colorado is entrepreneurs organization is just one of tons of those types of organizations in our state. And I have never seen a more supportive environment for people, no matter what stage of business you're in, whether you're in startup, growth, exit, everyone's just so caring for each other. Now you said, you know, you had more of a marketing background. Granted, you had a degree in international business. What, did you have a mentor or anyone that really kind of helped you learn a lot of things along the way to, to buying businesses and, and starting, you know, the successful brokerage firm? Yeah. So my, my um, brokerage firm actually is part of a franchise. Um, so we own the franchise uh, offices for the state of Colorado. Um, but the current owner of Transworld Business Advisors Global, he's owned the business for over 25 years and he's been a, a very big mentor for me um, and really coached me on how to build a business brokerage firm, how to be successful. Um, his partner in the business also um, has built a huge, he's on the franchise side. So he's built a, a huge, one of the biggest franchise companies in the world. Um, so they've both helped and coached me along the way. Um, I also have a really great friend, um, Heidi Ganahl, who's a local entrepreneur. She started and founded Camp Bow Wow. And she's been a great mentor to me, not just on the business side, but like life as being, you know, a woman in business. And as we're thinking about starting a family, how do we balance that stuff? So, I mean, those are the three mentors in my life right now that have really supported me over the last 10 years. But all along the journey, you know, I think you always have different mentors and I have two, you know, at different stages in my life. I think that a lot of small businesses and entrepreneurs kind of have this brilliant idea and then they find, like you said, you know, that like they haven't been keeping up with the books correctly or, or something, and then they can get discouraged or overwhelmed. And then they decide to go back to corporate America and having somebody that's a mentor or, you know, that you can reach out to and just ask for advice from is so important. Yes. Yeah, it really is. And I have a good friend and he told me life's too short to learn all the mistakes yourself. Um, and so to be, whether it's being surrounded by peers or mentors, I mean, it's so right. You can't, you can't make every mistake yourself in business. Like you have to learn from others. Um, if, if you're going to one survive and two thrive. One passion that so many business owners and entrepreneurs have is to build a business around their lifestyle, not the other way around. How has that played out in your story and approach to running your business? 
Um, I, I think it ebbs and flows, right? So when, when you're in the startup phase or you first buy a business, like I just don't think it's realistic to have that ideal lifestyle or you hear like this work-life balance all the time. And I, I really don't like that term. I like this more like, you know, ebb and flow. Cause there's some days where you just have to focus more personally. And there's some days where, and some times in your business where you just, you have to work 80 hours a week. Um, and again, it really depends on your goals too, right? If you're trying to build a million dollar company and you want to work 20 hours a week or the four hour a week Tim Ferriss bottle, right? It's probably not going to work, right? But you could also build a very successful, profitable company that maybe doesn't scale to a million dollars, but provides the lifestyle that you want. So I think it's looking at the goals and figuring out what do you really want? And then you're going to have to adjust your lifestyle if you're chasing some of the bigger goals. So that, that's kind of my philosophy on it. It's, it's really comes down to, you know, if you want the work-life balance, you're probably not going to have the multi-million dollar company. If you want the multi-million dollar company in the first couple of years, you're not going to have that work-life balance. And I guess that dives right into my next question of what the best piece of advice is that you've ever received and how has that impacted your business or your life? That's a great question. Um, you know, I think the best piece of advice I've ever received is, and it's been more recent. It's been a lesson I've, I've learned in the last few years. Actually, I'm starting, continuing to learn it, especially through this COVID-19 crisis is that don't focus on what you can't control. So in, in my past, like I've focused on what my competitors are doing or what the government's doing, like right now, shutting down everything. Right. And it, it, it takes your attention away from your business and from your goals. And not that it's like, yeah, you should know what's going on in the economic environment. You should know generally what your competitors are doing, but you can't control any of that. You can only control your actions day to day. Um, so that's what I've tried to focus on. It's also reduced my anxiety a lot. Um, so that's been helpful. Before we finish up, is there anything that I didn't ask you during today's discussion that you think is important to share? Um, no, I guess since we're still in this like whole COVID thing too, and, and whether, you know, maybe this airs and hopefully we're all allowed out of our houses at some point, um, sometime soon, <laughs> but I'd say, you know, um, one of my mentors, um, tells me to ride the road roller coaster with a smile and, you know, as an entrepreneur, whether it's a crisis like COVID or your revenue goes down or you lose a big client or you get a big client, you know, it is a roller coaster ride. And if you just enjoy the journey, it's a lot easier along the way. So that would be the last thing I'd end with. Jessica, this has been such a great conversation. Where can we find out more about you and your business online? Yeah, thanks. Um, so you can find me at jessicafiakovich.com. Um, that's F-I-A-L-K-O-V-I-C-H. Um, and then I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at Jessica Fiakovich. Wonderful. Thank you again so much for coming on the show. Thanks, Katie. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. As always, I'd love to hear from you. You can visit my website at www.nextstepsocialcommunications.com or connect with me on LinkedIn. Just look for Katie Brinkley. Let's keep taking your marketing to new heights.